gorgeous. Welcome to the Dr. Dav Show. I'm your host, Dr. Dav, and we're continuing our book, The Disciplines of a Godly Woman. This is actually something I'm doing on my Faith YouTube channel page called Mornings with Michelle, and I'm just bringing you four episodes of this this month. And if you really enjoy it, then you can follow me on that channel and continue the book along there with me. So this is just a little preview for those of you who are interested in this kind of content. Um, I already talk about this kind of content here, but that channel is all faith-based and it's not like me teaching per se as my normal podcast episodes are. It's really more of a conversation. They are like cozy, casual conversations around Christ. So I want you to have that in mind as we discuss. And this book just makes it a lot easier to do that because there's already topics laid out and things that someone who is very wise and a lot older has written down. So this week we're talking about the discipline of the gospel. And again, this book is to help you to be a godly woman and it's giving you different areas in your life to consider, to mold, to shape, to rejuvenate, to change. And I love it. This chapter is specifically talking about what the gospel means. We hear all the time like, oh, you know, I've been saved by the blood of Jesus and Christ died on the cross for me. But what does it actually mean? What does that actually mean for your day-to-day life? How does that help you Monday through Friday? Because we hear that and it's like, yes, it means that we're going to heaven when we die, which is such a blessing. And it means that we've been saved from our sins. But what does that mean to be saved from your sins? Why was it such an important deal that he died? And with Christmas coming up, obviously it's not Jesus's actual birthday, but it's a celebration of his life. It's a great time to reflect and consider what he actually did. Why why God actually came down to earth? Why did he have to come down here? to die for us? Why was that necessary? And again, what does it mean for your day tomorrow that Jesus died for you? Let's make it practical. So this is what this chapter is talking about. So I'm really excited because this is a really important and really exciting topic once you're able to grasp it. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something warm and cozy to drink. And let's talk about this. We are reading out of our book, The Disciplines of a Godly Woman, and we're talking today about the discipline of the gospel. The whole point of this book is to teach you how to be a woman of God, what you should be doing practically each day in your life on your walk with God, and just helping you to be strengthened in knowing what's expected of you, and not just what's expected of you, but what's necessary to live the life that God created you for. A lot of this stuff is not taught in church. So after you get in Christ, you don't really know what to do. Going to church is great, but that's just like a a sermon, a lesson, a motivational pep talk. What about the day to day? So it's important that you know this stuff because this is what's actually going to move your life to the next level. And this chapter, I believe, is probably the most important chapter of all because it is helping you to understand what you're actually in, like what the whole purpose of accepting Jesus is. 
This is not something that is often talked about. We talk a lot about one part of it, but there's a second part of it that's not talked about enough. So I really, really want you to be able to sit through this entire video. I know it might be long, but the reason why this is so important is because this book only highlights one aspect of the gospel, but the other piece of the gospel is so unbelievably important that you must hear it. And this is the one thing that God says, like in the Bible, that the devil tries to steal from you once you hear it. This is the truth. This is the revelation that once you actually understand it, the devil will do everything in his power. The devil himself, like, yep, of course, right when I said that, my camera cut off because, like I said, the devil himself. The devil himself shows up whenever you are taught about this because this is the most important part of your life. And so not only do I want you to listen and hear this, but I want you to be really protective of this truth in your life so that you can see manifestation of it. So let's go ahead and jump right in before anything else happens to mess this video up. It won't because the devil is no match for God and his angels. We got this. So let's talk about the discipline of the gospel. I want you to think about this scripture. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and it says, By this gospel you are saved. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, 2-3. People say this all the time, like when people are writing comments on YouTube pages, when people are preaching on the streets, people always say like, you are saved for your sins. Christ saved for your sins. Christ died on the cross for your sins. You've been saved by grace. The Lord paid for all of your problems. And honestly, people don't really get it. Like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean he died for me? What do you mean he saved me from my sins? Like, it doesn't really make sense. And I don't want to get too off track, but one of the reasons why it doesn't make sense is because you might think that you are choosing God, but really the truth is God chose you before you chose him. You may think that you are just like being drawn to God on your own, but the Lord is the one who reveals himself to you. Jesus has to reveal himself to you whenever you are serious about accepting him. And for the people who finally say they're ready, that's when you get the revelation of the truth. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. And um, that's really important to know for those of you who are fighting your walk with God because you, you just think like it's just you. It's not just you. The Holy Spirit is trying to get you to come to that moment of saying yes so that Jesus can reveal himself to you. And I know it might sound weird if you've never experienced it, but it's a real process of you actually meeting Jesus in your spirit. Like you're going to have a full conversion. You will know. I cannot explain it, but you will know that you are now different. You are completely changed. It's supernatural. And once this happens, like it's important for you to also understand what's happening to you and, and how to move with that. But it's a real serious process and i want you to think about your life the moment that you heard the gospel how old were you did you understand it 
are you someone who grew up in church and so you heard that Jesus died for you, Jesus died for you, Jesus died for you and you just said, okay, yeah, he died for me. I'm gonna accept that. Or are you someone who found Jesus as you got older in life? Or are you someone who knew about this but didn't actually like accept it for yourself until you were older, like me? I was in church my whole life, but I did not understand. I understood it like logically, but I didn't have the actual experiences because I wasn't really saved. It says here in the book, the gospel of Jesus Christ is unrelenting in seeking to convert every area of our hearts and lives. And when I read this, I circle the word unrelenting because that is exactly what the Holy Spirit is. He's unrelenting. The Lord is going to chase you. He is going to seek you. He is not going to let you go. Even if you're someone who accepted Christ, but you have straight away, he is going to keep trying to get you back because he loves you. And not only that, but he wants to try to change every area in your life. So once you give your life to Christ, you're going to change, right? But then there's going to be areas in your life that he's going to start pressing in on. And he, the Holy Spirit, he's so beautiful. He's so calm. He's so chill. He's he's a gentleman. It doesn't feel like this um, condemning, like you're a horrible person. I can't believe you're doing that still. Like what's wrong with you? It doesn't feel like that. It's more of like a nudge, like, hey, you're spending a little bit too much money on food these days. Why don't we, why don't we talk about this? Or he might say something like, Michelle, the way that you talk to people when you have a problem with them, that's not the way I want you to talk to them, girl. Why don't we try it this way? Or Michelle, let me talk to you about how you're spending your time when you have free time. What are you doing? Are you on your phone a little bit too long? I want to talk to you about that. But what happens is he touches on every area of your life. It's not just the fact that he's going to deliver you from porn and you're no longer going to want to watch it. Yes, fine. That may be done over with, right? But you may still be struggling with your weight. You may still be struggling with gossiping. You might still be struggling with jealousy. And so he wants to touch on all aspects of your life, not just one thing. And he's unrelenting. So it's important to know that there are areas in our lives that we may not want God to touch because it's just too painful or we feel like it's just too hard. Those are the areas that he's going to continually press in on because he wants every part of your life to be transformed into the life that he created for you. So what is the gospel? In your eyes, in your mind, in your heart, when you think of the gospel, what exactly does that mean to you? When people have explained the gospel, what do they say? Because this is one of the most muddy areas in our walks, is not really understanding what the gospel really means. It says here in the book that when people are asked, what is the gospel? There's a lot of like comments that say things like, I accepted God, I prayed a certain prayer, I went forward. And she says that there's a lot of like eyes, I did this, I did this. And all of the answers give prominence to what the person has done. But the gospel is about what 
God has done. Ladies, before we continue, I want to share my fragrance line with you, Fine Forever. Fine Forever is a fragrance line with a promise. It is a blessed luxury fragrance line that promotes the promises of God. Each fragrance is tied to a biblical scripture to remind you that with God, you will be fine forever. We launched our first fragrance, 2911, after the scripture, Jeremiah 2911, which talks about the plans God has for your life. This fragrance is rich, deep, mysterious, and feminine. It will surely turn heads and become a signature scent for you. We also have our Faith Collection, which introduces two beautiful fragrances that are unique and memorable, Silent Storm and Mustard Seed. Mustard Seed is a fresh, delicate, and bright aquatic floral fragrance, and it's reminiscent of a warm beach on a tropical sea. Silent Storm is a decadent gourmand fragrance that portrays youthful femininity. Silent Storm is rich, smooth, and refined. Visit the website www.fineforever.com. You can use the code Dr. Daff for 20% off of your fragrance. Thank you so much for your love, your kindness, and your support. Now, back to our episode. Christians know our salvation has been accomplished by what God alone has done, not by what we have done. This is the truth that Jesus shouted from the cross. It is finished. John 19.30 And I want you to remember that phrase. It is finished. The Lord in heaven, he finished everything before he started it. And I know this might sound like a little bit difficult to grasp, one day I can make a whole video about this, but I think that is one of the most beautiful revelations is realizing that everything ended and then started. <laughs> you were a thought in God's mind before he created you. He had an entire plan for your life and he finished it. And then he started you. Then he put you in your mother's womb. Then he got you here on earth. And you might think you don't know what you're doing with your life. You don't have any direction. You, you feel like a failure. You feel like things are not going to work out. But Jesus said, no, it's finished. Like it was done before it started. You just need to listen to me. You can't lose. I don't lose. I'm God. I don't lose. No, I don't lose. He doesn't lose. And when you're in him, you're never going to lose. But that does mean surrendering to the will that he had for your life when he created you the thoughts that he had towards you when he made you because he made you for a reason you weren't just another person here on earth you were a purpose designed to be here to manifest it so remember that it is finished it is done it's over god doesn't lose and when he died on that cross when jesus died he ended all the nonsense it's done right? So that's the good news. That's part of the good news. God's gospel is amazing news because it's about what his son Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross. It's about what God has done. In the scriptures, it said that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. 
Paul keeps it simple. Jesus Christ died for our sins and was resurrected from the dead. Then he adds twice, all an important but often overlooked phrase, according to the scriptures. In other words, the Old Testament is a source and validation of this gospel and this Christ. My son has this like, um, kids. My son has this like kids, um, I don't know, like musical thing that um, he listens to and it has different scriptures and it's really short. And I remember this one playing in the car and it kept saying according to the scriptures. And I'm like, why was it important for them to say according to the scriptures? And it always stuck with me. So reading this chapter, this really opened my eyes about that point because it says by pointing us to the Old Testament scriptures, Paul is telling us that Jesus Christ did not come in a vacuum an event unrelated to past or the future. He came as a culmination and fulfillment of God's great plan in history as revealed in the Old Testament. This is why Paul declared, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. 2 Corinthians 1.20 Jesus Christ is the prophetic yes to every gospel promise in the Bible from Genesis to revelation so the fact that he says according to the scripture is to remind you that this is not someone who just jumped here on earth and did something jesus christ was shown in the scriptures from the very beginning from the very moment that the lord said to the devil that his head would be crushed by a woman from that moment that was the beginning of knowing jesus was going to come on earth so when he says according to the scriptures, it's saying that Jesus was alive in the Old Testament of the Bible and in the New Testament of the Bible. This is a fulfillment of a promise. And um, different denominations may believe different things. Even Catholics have different things that they believe when it comes to Jesus. But according to the scriptures, you cannot be saved by your works by your good deeds, by you being a perfect person. The whole point is the fact that you're not a perfect person. You're full of sin. And our part is to believe, to believe in Jesus, to believe in what he's done, to understand what he's done and what we must do to be able to fully receive everything that he's given us. So ask here in the book, in what gospel do you believe? Is your Jesus a Messiah defined by your own imagination? or by the promised Messiah defined by the scriptures. The Jesus of the Bible is utterly wonderful and his gospel is the only path to godliness. In order to be saved in the Bible, this is what it says that you must do. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and you are saved as the scripture says anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame romans 10 9 through 11. so here's the thing god is perfect he is holy he is blameless i mean he is god he is pure but he wants to live inside of you but you're full of sin 
you're having sex with people, you're cussing, you're smoking and drinking, you're watching stuff you shouldn't be watching, listening to music you shouldn't be listening to, you're talking about people, you're stealing from your job, you're doing all of these things and you say that you love God, you want God, you want to experience God. How does God live inside of a person who's full of sin when he's perfect, he's clean, he's pure? How? The reason he was able to do that, the reason God is able to come into your spirit, your spirit is able to be joined with his, is because of what Jesus did. Jesus became sin for us. We are full of sin. Jesus is and was perfect, sinless. So he decided to make this entirely unbelievable sacrifice to become the sin that we needed to cleanse the covenant, I guess you could say. And I know this is like, probably might be like, what the heck are you talking about? Because it's so layered. If you don't understand one thing, it's difficult to understand the next thing. But making it simple as I can for you in this moment is that God sets everything up like a orderly system. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. God has a whole system in how he works. He's not just a, a thing floating in the sky giving you answers to your wishes. There's an entire system, okay? There's a kingdom. The kingdom is in heaven. That is where God resides, in heaven. But heaven is a real place. You just cannot see it. It's a real location. And everything is set up as a government. And God is not just you know, a, a God who just says things and does things. He has order and everything that he does is final in that, in a sense. So he can't go against himself. When he says something, that's it. So when God made certain rules, he had to figure out how he was going to get around it when we messed up. So he created us just like him in his image and then Adam and Eve sinned. Oh no, he has to stick to what he said. We've been infiltrated. We were not this like perfect person that he wanted us to be because we decided to sin. So he had to figure out how am I going to be true to myself because I can't go against myself. What am I going to be able to do to get these people back to me? Because Satan has hijacked them spiritually we've been hijacked but i need them to be cleansed i need them to be pure but i can't just say okay forget about that let's 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 start over i can't i'm i'm holy this is a system i set up and satan knew the system and that's why he worked the system and got us off track so that god couldn't do anything about it but satan's dumb okay so that's why he had to send a person who was also perfect to become sin, to come through the channel into this earth because spirits cannot dwell here on earth unless they're in a body. So God had to come in the body of a human and spiritually become sin for us to break the thing that Satan did, to revive it, to renew it, to restore it. The only way that could be restored was through a perfect person and no one is perfect so that's why god himself had to say okay guess it's gotta be me <laughs> and went through this process of life which sucks 
we all know life here sucks compared to heaven. He had to go through life here as a human and be hurt by people in every way imaginable in order to cleanse the path for you. That is the most simplified way that I can explain this in a short amount of time. So that's why he can live in our bodies, even though we're full of sin. It's because he became sin for us and he cleansed us so that he can dwell in us. Okay, so that is one part of it. The other part of it, which is the most important part, well, they're both important. I'm not gonna say it's more important than him dying on the cross because that was the precursor to the second part. When Jesus Christ was here on earth, he himself was trying to bring people to understand God and to be saved. And what he talked about the entire time he was here was the kingdom of God. The Lord did not just die on the cross for you to go to heaven. He also died for heaven to come down on earth for you to be able to experience the kingdom of heaven now. What makes you, my love, as a godly woman, as someone who has God inside of them, what makes you any different than Caressa down the street who doesn't have God inside of her? What makes you any different? The only reason you are different, aside from the fact that God dwells in you, is the fact that you have access to heaven now. Everything that heaven offers, you have access to it. He has given you a gold card. You can swipe that thing whenever you need it and get heaven here. And the reason why this is so important is because although we live in a sinful world, we have access to perfection. We have access to resources. We have access to things that money can't buy. Money can't buy peace. Ask every single celebrity who was big ballin'. Most of them are drugged up and down, up and down. And I'm, I'm in Hollywood, okay? Like I not only see this, but know people personally and understand what they have to go through to even be able to maintain all their blessings. It is stressful. Peace is a gift. And most people have no idea what peace feels like. Peace is a person. His name is Jesus and he gives you that peace because that is a kingdom lifestyle. So essentially why I wanted to make sure you hear this is because what I'm saying and what Jesus was trying to say is that when you need something, you can pull it down from heaven. If you're stressed out, you can say, instead of me calling 10,000 people trying to solve this problem myself and having a sleepless night and having to take an edible and having to, you know, cry and all of this, instead, I'm going to give it to Jesus because he said to cast your cares upon me. That's one of the things he wants you to do. He wants you to just give it to him. Okay, so I'm giving it to him. It's his now. And I don't have to worry about it. Now he's going to give me his peace. And... I can relax, have a cup of warm cocoa, and go to sleep. And I know this problem is going to be taken care of. What God wants to do is for your life, and not just your life, but the world, to look like heaven. He wants you to bring heaven down each day. And that's why in the prayer that Jesus gave us, when his disciples asked him, Lord, how do we pray? Like, we see you 
doing all this stuff like <laughs> walking on water casting demons out of people taking a, a loaf of bread and turning it into however many loaves of bread like turning water into wine like how are you doing this again now a lot of the things that jesus was doing spiritually the the priests at the time some of them could do some of that stuff right they could they could do it spiritually but the stuff jesus was doing was on another level and they saw that he would always take time to go into the mountains and pray and they realized okay there's some connection here there's something he's doing that's like you know he, they could have asked him a lot of things they could have asked him how can i turn this water into wine how can i multiply all of this fish like they could have but instead they they asked him one thing only how to pray teach us how to pray and in the scriptures when the lord teaches you how to pray it's very simple it's very straightforward what he wants you to do is bring heaven down let thy kingdom come let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever is going on in heaven, I need that to happen in my life, in my body. I want to have a heavenly mindset. When I talked about, hold on one second, I'm kidding. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. Oh, let me, let me focus. Okay. Lord, please help me to remember what I was gonna say. The devil is trying me right now okay um when i talked about thank you the gold card and saying you have a gold card to heaven i don't know if any of you guys have the american express card but there's like an american express platinum card that basically there's no limit to it you have no limit you can buy a hundred thousand dollar car it's not going to decline and it's for people of elite status one of the perks to that card is like there's a, there's a ton by the way but one of them is that when you go to the airport you can sit in the lounges at the airport there are lounges at every airport and when you go in there they're beautiful cushioned seats free food and when i say free food i'm talking about a buffet of food and coffee and donuts and omelets and all kinds of like it's real food and you have televisions some have showers and places for you to sleep and they're in every airport and if you are a typical person, you probably do not realize that you don't have to just go and sit down on this chair and wait for your flight. If your flight is in four hours and you're sitting on this hard seat, you could actually be in a luxurious lounge. And that is a perk offered to people who have this particular card. They do not have to pay for it. You just walk in and you're not spending any money on airport food. You're not waiting in any lines. It is a slice of airport heaven. If you were having to like randomly hop on a flight and go somewhere, you might get to your terminal and realize like, oh my goodness, I'm so hungry, but the you know coffee place is all the way back there. I don't want to walk and you, you know, you're stressed. And then you remember, wait a second, I have a gold card. I can go to a lounge. I can take a nap and have someone bring me some coffee. Like I don't have to be out here. And that's how it is when you are in the kingdom. When you accept Jesus, you have that gold card. So when you're in a situation where you feel hopeless and you feel like you have to pull your mind to figure out what you're gonna do, oh, wait a second, I have the kingdom. I have, the, I have access. All I have to do is ask. 
and have faith. And God's got me one way or another. I can't lose. That's what it's like. And that's why it's so important. That's why the devil wants to steal this message. Because once you understand this concept, you're free from everything. And this is the gospel that Jesus wanted you to hear. Jesus did not walk around talking about the cross. He did not walk around talking about how he's paying for your sins. He walked around talking about the kingdom of God because he wanted people to understand that. And I have a million stories of how the kingdom of God works in my life. But when you're in the kingdom, you have access to everything. Even if what you have doesn't even exist, God can make it. Guess what? He made everything. And if you needed something that didn't even exist here on earth, he could make it for you. Listen, this is a topic I could talk about all day and all night. When you have access to the kingdom, you have access to angels. Angels are ministering spirits sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. What that means is that angels work for God and they're sent to help anyone who is inheriting the kingdom of God, who is inheriting eternal life. When you die, you are going to continue your life in heaven with God. And he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And you will be there. This is not the end. You are on your way somewhere else. And of course, if you are not willing or not able to accept the Lord while you are here on this earth, then when you die, you die. God takes his spirit back. He takes his purpose back. And your soul will go to hell and burn forever. Now, this is not a scare tactic. This is just what the Lord says in the Bible. And, you know, it's that's not like what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is the kingdom, the gospel, the good news. So I'm hoping that you can understand why this is good news for your life. It is so natural for us to think in the natural, think in the moment and not think in the kingdom. The kingdom wants to bring its culture, its lifestyle and its influence into your life. So if you're sick, you might be like, oh my goodness, I am so sick. I feel awful. I feel terrible. I have to figure out how to get through this. I have to figure out how to manage this. And that's one part. Sure. But what's the second part? The second part is, wait a second, I'm not supposed to be sick. According to the Bible, according to the law book that God wrote, when Jesus died by the wounds that he took upon his body, he healed us. He flipped it. He was wounded so we could be healed. Who's sick in heaven? No one. There's no sickness in heaven. If the kingdom of heaven is supposed to come down into my body, into my life, then I'm not supposed to be sick. So me being sick is illegal. The devil is doing some illegal business because everything in the kingdom is governmental. The Bible is a book of law on top of everything else. And what the devil is doing is illegal. But you have to cast that down. You have to say, Lord, in your prayers and petitions, you have to allow the kingdom to work in your life. You have to ask God. You have to tell him petition and and come to his throne show up in boldness lord you said in your word 
by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. I release and receive healing into my life in this area and let your faith pull you through that. But a lot of us stay in the natural. We don't access the things that God has given us. And the devil is banking on you, not knowing what you're supposed to have and not demanding it. And that's how he gets to work illegally in your life. I'm going to give you a quick example. I have to go, actually, but I have to give you a really quick example because this was a beautiful testimony that happened to me this week. And it was just another example of the kingdom working because that's what God does. That's the good news. It works in all areas of your life to transform you to be like Jesus. So the devil thought he got rid of Jesus when he was killed. But the truth is, Jesus is still alive. He's in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. And not only that, but he gets to live inside of every single believer. He gets to live in your body and he gets to manifest himself through you when you allow him to. So he never dies. He shows up in every single person who claims his gospel. So he just multiplied. That's all he did. He's God multiplied. Jesus multiplied. And um, I'm just going to give you a quick example and then I will let you go. But this week, something really interesting happened. I ordered something from a company that I really like. It's a it's a really like they're on it. This company's on it. It's a makeup brand. And I ordered it. They shipped it out the same day and they shipped it out two day shipping. However, they did not give me a shipping notice. So I did not know my item was shipped. So I wasn't looking out for it. Five days later, I check online on the actual website and realize, oh, my order has been shipped out. It was shipped out five days ago. Why isn't it here? I tracked it and it said delayed. I kept tracking it, tracking it, tracking it. It's been like eight days. It still says delayed. I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? So I immediately accessed the kingdom. I could have gotten angry and just had a fit. I probably should have called FedEx right then and there and dealt with it. But what I did was I accessed the kingdom. It said delayed. It didn't say it wasn't coming. It just said delayed. So I said, Lord, thank you for this situation because I know you have it all worked out. Please send an angel to get my package to me, to retrieve it from wherever it is and get it to me because that's what God does. The angels work for God. I don't talk to angels myself. I don't go around telling angels what to do. I don't believe in that because I don't see that in the Bible, but I can pray to God and I can ask him to have his angels work something out for me. So it's day 10 and it still says delayed. Now I am livid. Okay. Where is my package? I call FedEx and they tell me, Oh, actually your package is being held at a certain location. I said, oh, well, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't I get a notice saying my package is being held? It just says delayed. Oh, we're so sorry about that. We'll deliver it tomorrow. I said, okay. The next day, I get an email saying my package is delayed. Really? So I called them and I said, you said it was going to be delivered tomorrow. They said, well, actually, it's still being held at the location. You're going to have to go down and pick it up. So I'm fuming. I'm fuming. I'm fuming at this point. I go down to the location, I get there, and they tell me that my package has been sent back. My baby's home. My package has been returned because I took too long to come pick it up. 
ladies, listen, when I tell you I was so mad, I was so upset. And I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I had to keep it together, but I was so upset. That was a third person I've talked to at FedEx who told me something different. So they're returning my package. So I'm gonna have to talk to the company that I ordered from to somehow get the package sent back to me. So I call the company, this makeup brand, excellent customer service, and I explain to them what happened. And they're like, what, um, we're so sorry, we never sent you a shipping notification. That could have solved some of this, but we're gonna figure this out. But I wanna tell you that the item that you ordered in this shipment was a limited edition product. And unfortunately, it's sold out. And because it's a return order, it's gonna get sent to a warehouse. We're not gonna get it back. So unfortunately, you're not gonna get your item. I'm so sorry. When I tell you, I haven't been that mad in a very long time. I was on fire. I was on fire and it was a day that I had to record a video and I was like the, the devil was just trying to stop me from even recording this video because I was so mad I couldn't even think I was shaking so I said okay she said but you know what we're gonna do our best I'm gonna see if I can find someone at that warehouse to look out for your package specifically and have it shipped back to you and I'm gonna send you a free gift I'm really sorry about this I said okay now the whole time I was respectful to every single person I spoke to. I wasn't thinking about God, to be honest with you. I wasn't thinking like, oh, God's gonna handle this. I was like, dang, this is, this sucks. But um, I remembered, I did remember that I had prayed about it and I'm like, dang, you know? So the next day, which was yesterday, I got a package and you can even see it here. It says, someone rang the doorbell and it was my package. They told me that my package was on its way back to the center and somehow, some way, the next day, it ended up at my doorstep. That is the kingdom working. The Lord intervened in that situation. Now, you know, this is something really minor, right? This is, okay, a package. Like there are people out there who don't have food to eat, but the Lord cares about every single area in your life you may think it's meaningless to god your nails won't grow like something so simple right but it's important to god because you are important to god and he has an entire government set up to help you when i pray for that angel to get that package that angel got the package girl the angel got the package and brought it directly to my doorstep after i had completely just let it all go and that is what God does for you. He allows the kingdom of God to infiltrate every single area of your life, big or small. He helps you in impossible situations and he transforms you into the person he created you to be, a person who is just like him, your father. So um, I didn't go through the entire chapter because I felt like that was really what I needed to tell you was the good news. And that is the gospel. Christ died for your sins. He cleansed you from filth. He allowed you to have eternal life in him. And he brought you the kingdom of God, an everlasting kingdom, because he loves you so much. So I hope that this video blessed you. 
I hope that you're able to just understand a little bit more if you didn't. I want to hear back from you. How does the kingdom work in your life? Have you ever heard this? If you haven't, I would recommend listening to Dr. Miles Monroe because he has so much content on the kingdom of God and it'll help you to be able to understand it a little bit more. I want to hear, you know, just how you're enjoying the book and when you were saved, how you were saved, all of that. So ladies, that's it for this episode. If you want to watch the actual vlog on my YouTube channel, then you can visit Mornings with Michelle and you can watch the entire vlog. I hope that this opened your eyes and helps you to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ a little bit better and allow you to remember that because Jesus Christ died and rose again, keyword rose again, because he died, rose again, and is still alive, it's a reminder for you that Jesus Christ can help you to resurrect any areas in your life that are dead. If you feel like your life is dead spiritually, if you feel like your marriage is dead, maybe your relationship with your parents or your children is dead, maybe you have an illness or you can't conceive, whatever it is in your life right now that you feel is dead, the Lord Jesus can resurrect that. He beat death. And that is important to know because no one in this world can beat death. No one in this world would die just because of your sins when they were perfect. Christ beating death lets you know that there is nothing that he cannot fix, nothing he cannot flip, nothing he cannot solve. Death is the one thing that almost everyone is worried about and afraid of and mourns over because it's final. It's the end. But with Jesus, it's never the end. The kingdom of heaven is here. Heaven is your next destination. And I'm excited for you to start inviting the kingdom of God into your life every single day and watching God's glory pour into every area of your life. You can find me at Dr. Michelle Daff on Instagram and at the Dr. Daff Show on Instagram. Please share this podcast with anyone that you think may need to hear it. Anyone who you think maybe doesn't understand it, your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, because it's such an important, important topic. I love you all so much and I thank you for spending time with me today. I hope you have a wonderful week and until next time, remember that joy comes in the morning. Bye-bye.